I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy East. It's Terrell. Back for another episode. Hope y'all doing well. Happy September. If you're in school, starting a new career, new job, whatever it is, man, do that shit well. You know what I'm saying? And you will reap the benefits. But um, another week, another blessing. You know what I mean to be here. Um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm chilling. I hope every every everybody's good wherever they at. Um, a lot to talk about this week, man. I'm gonna just start off with where I left off last episode. You know what I mean? Begging Toronto to be peaceful. You know what I mean? And commending Toronto on having a decent summer as far as violence. And as soon as I dropped that episode, I believe the next day or maybe the same day, there was a shooting at Yorkdale Mall, man. Disgusting. You know what I mean? Um... For those that don't know, Yorkdale Mall is like, I don't know wherever you are, whatever city you are, but the most lavish and the most flyest, richest area, whatever mall that is in in your town, your city, your country, that is Yorkdale Mall for Toronto. You know what I'm saying? We have Eaton Center, but Yorkdale, you don't got to go to that downtown traffic and it's just, it's a prestigious area. You know what I'm saying? Um... It's, it's, it's incredible, man, to actually hear about a shooting inside Yorkdale Mall. I do remember, I think, two, three years ago, there was a shooting outside of the mall, like into a restaurant, you know what I'm saying? But this this one's a little different, man, and just unfortunate, man, just unfortunate to see the footage of, you know what I mean, people just scattering the mall, um, running in directions and not even know what they're running for, you know what I'm saying? The mall went into lockdown. It was just chaos, man. From the footage that I seen of people not even be able to get their cars till the next day, um, traffic. You know what I mean? And just people terror. You know what I mean? When you hear somebody shooting in the mall, chances are you're not gonna be thinking of some niggas from the hood. You know what I mean? You're probably thinking this is a terrorist attack. So there's so much probably going through people's minds. You know what I mean? You with your children, you're sh- you're shopping. And we're talking Yorkdale Mall. Like I need you to understand, Louis Vuitton is in there. Um, Gucci, Nordstrom, all that good shit, all that rich nigga shit, um, Yvette Saint Laurent, like all that shit where there's some expensive shit. You're not expecting hooligans to be in the mall doing that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So, just a crazy situation, and it's just, it's just, it's just unfortunate, man. Because you know what I mean. If you, I, I assume you know, what I mean? I'm not a criminal, but I would assume as being a criminal. The number one thing is to do dirt and not get caught. You know what I'm saying? For somebody to be shooting in Yorkdale Mall, it had to be really impulsive. It had to be really... I would hope it was... There was. There's never a reason to shoot in the mall. You know what I'm saying? But I would hope that there was, there was some real malice and motive behind this shooting because the person that did it is already caught. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't getting away with that. So I don't understand the whole point of the... You know what I mean? The whole point of the shooting, but like they say, it's on site. Get the strap. You know what I mean? But that was unfortunate. Um, nobody died. Nobody was even, no, nobody, no injuries were even reported. So that's a good, that's good. Um, 
but damn, you know what I mean? It, it happens every once in a blue moon. It happened to Eaton Center one time, and there was, I'm not going to say it was right, but there was a lot of malice and there was a lot of history between that shooting as to why it happened. You know what I'm saying? But, man, we got to do better. In Yorkdale, man, we got to do better, man. I don't think people are understanding what is about to come down. You know what I'm saying? And I, I rep the hood. I rep, I, 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 I speak for the people from the hood. You know what I mean, I, I understand minorities. I, I lived in the hood before, so I understand what's going on outside. And I want everybody to understand that this type of violence and this type of nonsense and just gunplay in, 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 in areas that don't need to be, you know what I mean, where don't call for this type of action. When that handgun bang comes down on Toronto, when niggas start hearing that they're going to jail for six to eight years for just a handgun, I hope everybody understands why this is happening. I mean, we can't play blind and be like, yo, the government's wild and they're tripping. We in, we in government housing, you know what I mean? It's a war zone out here because it is. But we not even doing, the war has been taken out of the battlefields, but the war is anywhere. You know what I mean? The war has been taken to where ain't no war is going on. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's getting scary out here, man. Um, just pray. We got to pray for Toronto. Pray for the city, man. Pray for Canada. Shit got to stop. I don't want to. There's been like three, four more murders. You know what I mean? Um, taking the toll up to 73. This I think it's, it's Toronto's highest at this point of the... In September of 2018, I think up until September 73 is the highest murders we've ever seen, man. I hate talk starting episodes like this. But it's always, this shit weighs heavy on my mind, you know what I mean? I look at the news a lot and I see this shit, so it's unfortunate, man. I pray we don't make it to that 100 mark, you know what I mean? It's, we don't want to be that type of place. But um, yeah, man, we got to do better, definitely. Um, you know what I mean? Find better ways to resolve our issues, man, than, than this senseless gun violence that, that only leads to Two places, you know what I mean? Jail or the, or, or the hospital or, the, or three places or the morgue, you know? So do better, everybody, man. You know what I mean? We got to spread love and look out for those that, that need to be looked out for. You know what I'm saying? Because some people don't understand that every action, there's a reaction, man. And ignorance is not, you know what I mean? Ignorance is not um, an exception of the law, you know? But, um, yeah, we're going to leave it at that. Try to look on, get to some more positive things. Uh, speaking of positive things, man, we got to keep the positive energy in the air, man. Um, Toronto Film Festival, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's every year. It's a yearly thing. So the city's going to be popping full of tourists, full of important people, man. We got to put on a good representation for the city. Um, TIFF is dope, man. Um, the Toronto Film Festival, you can buy your tickets online and go watch things that come out early. You know what I mean? A lot of movies that come out. I remember last year, I think they did the screening for, or maybe two years ago, the screening for The Carter Effect. You know what I'm saying? So when The Carter Effect came out last year or whenever it was this year, I watched it and it was amazing. So you could have watched that and had the, um, had the early release. You know what I mean? If you went to TIFF. So that's it's always something good like that coming to the city, man. I appreciate TIFF because... It once again showcases Toronto to a whole bunch of people. You know what I mean? You can run into your favorite actors and celebrities being out here. I just love when the city just has that that vibe around it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Toronto Zone. Stephen James is if is um starring in a movie called If Bill Bill Street Could Talk. Um, Stephen James is 
a dope actor. He's, he was on that that show Shots Fire with Sinead Lathan. He was the Jesse Owens character um, for, I think it was called Race, um, Book of Negroes. He's done a lot. He's done a lot, man. A lot of dope shit. He's a young brother from, I think, Brampton, actually. Um, yeah, he's starring in Bill Street Could Talk, which is about um, uh, an African-American couple who the husband and boyfriend was locked up and falsely in prison and his wife goes about getting him um fighting his case and get gets him taken out of jail, you know what I mean? It's based in Harlem. Regina King's in it, Coleman Domingo's in it, Kiki Lane and Barry and directed by Barry Jenkins. So like there's gonna be a lot of things going on at TIFF. Yo, if you're privileged enough to get through, you know what I mean, and get a ticket, yo, go check it out, man. And those that aren't from the city that are coming through, enjoy the city, man. Hit me up if you're out here. But um that's pretty much what I got to say about that, man. Um, my boy Don Q dropped his tape, Don Season 2. <sighs> Tune the fuck in, man. If you have not listened to Don Season 2, I don't know what to tell you. That is... Mm. Bro, it's like basically everybody's doing this album of the year. I, I, I feel... I, I don't want to disrespect nobody, man, but like... I. I know this is a mixtape, but I feel like Don Season 2 should be up there with anybody's bodies of work that came out this year and i feel like and i do know that you know what i mean um it's only been a week you know what i mean it's only been a week but it's been a week and i haven't stopped playing it i really haven't stopped playing that to be honest man it is lyrically who's fucking with don q i, I really want to hear that you know what i'm saying and when it, when we talk about the best rappers lyrics is one thing but when you got lyrics flow style swag Nobody fucking with Don, man. Um, Victory Lap is still my album of the year, for sure, for sure. But this tape, man, I'm telling you, man, if you have not listened to this, quote me on it. If you don't like it, I don't know. There's something wrong with your ears, man. From the intro all the way down to track 18, Don Q is giving jewels. It's just, just, oh, man, this shit is, this shit is, this shit is amazing, man. This shit is amazing. Long Night featuring Lil Durk, Pull Up, G Herbo, and Davies. Dawn Season Part 2. Oh my gosh. Spitting his ass off. He's lyrically assassinating the microphone, man. Let's give these niggas a rude awakening. They said Boogie was the one you'll never be as great as him. They tried to throw me in the shadows, had to move away from him. Looking over the grade in him, but never breaking him. My fans kept my name alive. To this day, I'm thanking him. Three projects back to back to back, how I'm repaying him. They tweeting her, Grizzly, at East. Please do a tape with him. It's time to kill the competition. Truthfully, I'm through embracing them. Man, it's friendly competition. That ain't no diss. I ain't acting timid. Falling with the pros, I ain't practicing like a scrimmage, man. Oh my God, nah, man. The flow, yo, man. I don't know, man. If you ain't fucking with Don Q, you just can't fuck with me. I'm keeping it real, man. Like this is my favorite rapper right now. I can't lie, I can't lie. He even got a song called "I Can't Lie" with A Boogie. Hard, different type of song. Victory featuring Trap Manny. Like if this this Don Q is for the niggas that that. That listen to Cassidy and Fabulous and all the niggas that rap bars, but still want to rock Balmain and Gucci and not big pants and shit and big baggy pants and shit. You know what I mean? He's for the niggas that want to get fly, but still got that lyrical that still come from the roots of hip hop. That's Don Q. You know what I mean? Obviously, Dave East is still up there too, but those are the two guys from NY. Even in the game, I would say is the, the best lyrical rappers, but. There's something about Don, man. Don, that flow, 
that flow, he, his voice is really just naturally deep. So he just kind of like the way it rides the beat is crazy, man. That that tape is so solid, and solid is not the word. But I hope he gets all the recognition he deserves from this tape, man. Like he got, he he brought Young Scooter back out, man. Like tape is fucking ridiculous, man. So if you ain't listening to that Don Q, man, I I don't know what to tell you, man. Tune the fuck in, patch in, and fuck with that Don Q Long Night featuring Lil Dirk. Yeah, yeah, a boogie and Fifty Cent, man. Um, hard ass tape, man. Hard ass tape. Um, I've been listening to the Juice World album. That shit is fucking hard too, man. Goodbye and good riddance. How do I? How do I? Don't see the thing about Juice World is I don't do and I do Molly. You know what I'm saying I, I pop Molly here and there, but all the other drugs he's talking about I can't relate. But the music is really good. You know what I'm saying I think you should be able to take a good song and a good project without doing the drugs. You don't have to relate completely to the artist, man. He's just talking about a lot of heartbreaks. A lot of hard times and, you know what I mean, just shit he's been through. But I think Juice World is going to be here to stay. This album is fucking dope, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, top to bottom, solid album. Uh, it must be hard being this guy, if, if, to keep it real. This is like what we always say about R&B artists and shit, that you have to go through a lot of heartbreak and pain to make a great project. This kid's... I wouldn't be surprised if he's... You know what I mean? He has a lot of suicidal thoughts, but all the drugs and all the come downs and all the shit that he's talking about, some shit, talking about dying, you know what I mean? Talking about his drugs being laced, talking about how he's feeling crazy and shit. So he's definitely got a lot of a range of emotions, but the music is solid. You know what I mean? I think he's very talented. I think on the whole the whole project, I think Lil Uzi's the only feature. You know what I'm saying? So for a guy to carry on a whole album like that and just be himself. It shows a lot of talent, man. Um, so I definitely fuck with Juice World's new album, Goodbye, Good Riddance. And we got another album that I did not listen to. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it 100. I did not listen to this album, Kamikaze, or Kamikaze, whatever you want to call it, by Eminem. Surprise album dropped. Um, Eminem's a legend. You know what I mean? Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, LP. That That's the album I could tell you that I could still probably recite the lyrics. You know what I mean? From that album, you know what I mean? The song, you don't want to fuck with Shady, because Shady will fucking kill you. All that shit about his moms. You know, back in the early 2000s is when he was really dope, man. After that, I kind of lost all of him. Um, he dropped this surprise album. It's, I'm not taking away nothing from who he is, but I tried to listen. I tried to listen. He's still on that same shit. You know what I'm saying? The animated, lyrical, crazy beat pop shit. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm not really feeling this. And I didn't even try to skip through and find what I could find. But later, after the album dropped, later in the morning, I woke up and I realized that there was a diss song. You know what I mean? So I went to go play that. I think it was like number 12. It's called Fall. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what Eminem was thinking doing this diss. You know what I mean? I know it's his thing. I mean, he's an artist to express himself and... But I don't really think it was a diss. Like he had a couple lines for um, Charlemagne, a couple lines like two bars for Button, a bar about academics. Like it wasn't crazy at all. You know what I'm saying? It was just more. I'll say he name dropped. That's what he did. He name dropped those guys, 
Then I guess a couple other people he took shots at. And he took shots at MGK on Machine Gun song, Kelly on the song um, Not Alike featuring Royce the Five Nine. Um, I don't, that wasn't a good idea either. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a person that listens to MGK. I don't think I've heard any songs with him that didn't have French Montana on them. You know what I'm saying? Because that was the bad boy link up. Puff would just throw MGK on some, some records. But I listened to this nigga today, man. And that boy gave Eminem the smoke. Like Eminem gave him, I say, eight bars. You know what I mean? He mentioned him um, in the past, I guess when MGK, a long time ago, he tweeted about Eminem's daughter and said Eminem's daughter, Haley's hot. You know what I'm saying? And I guess Eminem didn't like that. These are just tweets that kind of like resurface. You know, when you become famous, people go digging through your tweets and they found these tweets. It's not like he was even trying to be offensive at the time or trying to disrespect Eminem. It was just kind of like unfortunate and like a little fucked up that his daughter was underage. You know what I'm saying? So him saying she's hot, that was the only issue that that was that was the problem. But yeah, so years later, like I think we like eight years later, Eminem decides to start dissing MGK and say they're not alike. I, I haven't heard those comparisons in years, man. I did not know MGK was even, you know what I mean, still being ref- compared to Eminem when we have guys like Logic and I think just Logic is the only nigga that's white that's popping that's really a rapper. So, you know what I mean? I think it was just one of those where he just wanted to just get some attention going for the album. Like, not that he needs it, but I guess you still need the attention. You're obviously going to do great in sales. You're a legend. Um, when you do something, a surprise album, people are going to just come out regardless and they're going to be surprised. So you're going to get the attention. But I guess he was looking for that extra attention. You know what I'm saying? Um, MGK bodied this nigga. Like, this is where I think Eminem needs to chill. You know what I mean? You're the same guy that did the 8 Mile movie and at the final rap battle 8 Mile, you you went at Papa Doc and you kind of like ethered yourself so that nobody could get at you, right? But it's it's not a good look when you're Eminem and you have so much shit that everybody can just pull and draw through. You know what I mean? For for motivation if you diss them, you know what I'm saying? What could you really say about MGK? You know what I mean? And I got to give MGK a lot of credit because on the whole song, while dissing Eminem, he's still referring to Eminem as one of the greatest ever. So he's dissing him, he's just, but he's doing it in a humble way. He's like, oh, you came at me, so I'm coming at you. So it's more of like a defense, you know what I mean? So he doesn't look crazy. If he came out just bombing on Eminem, majority of the rap fans and people in the rap would be like, yo, you're bugging, that's, that's Eminem. But this song, I would be... Eminem took the L right now, and it would be dumb for him to respond. You came at this guy, so like, I don't know how Eminem's going to respond and win this battle. Like, yo, Machine Gun Kelly came with that 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 fire, man. Um, I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. You're sober and bored, huh? I know. About to be 46-year-old, dog. Talking about, I'm going to call up Trick Trick. Man, you sound like a bitch, bitch. Man up, handle your shit. Mad about something I said in 2012. Took you six years and a surprise album just to come diss me. Come with a diss. Homie, we get it. We know you're the greatest rapper alive. Fucking dweeb. All you do is read a dictionary and stay inside. Fuck rap god. I'm the rap devil. Come and bare face with a black shovel like the Armageddon when the smoke settle. His body next to the instrumental. I'm saying, 
I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny hats. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Both of us single dads from the Midwest, we can talk about it. Or we could get gully. I'll size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Like When I'm telling you I'm not a Machine Gun Kelly fan, but this song is hard. Like This song is hard. Like I'm not a fan. I don't know his music. But if, if this is what you're giving off the rip, like this shit is hard. I'm going to go verse two. Let's talk about the fact that you actually blackballed a rapper that's twice as young as you. Let's talk about it. Let's call Sway. Ask why I can't go on Shade 45 because of you. Let's talk about it. Let's let's ask Interscope how you had Paul Rosenberg trying to shelf me, huh? Still can't cover up the fact that your last four albums is as bad as your selfie. Now tell me, what do you stand for? What? I can't lie. He goes, I know you can't stand yourself. Trying to be the old you so bad, you stand yourself. Let's leave all the beef in the 50, please. M, you're pushing 50. Why are you claiming that I'm a call puff when you're the one that called Diddy? Facts. Then you went and called Jimmy. Facts. They called, the conference called me in the morning. What? They told me you were mad about a tweet. You wanted me to say sorry. What? I swear to God, I ain't believe him. Nah. Please say it ain't so. No. The big bad bully, the rap game, can't take a fucking joke. Oh, you want some fucking smoke? What? But not literally. You'll choke. Yeah, I acknowledge you're the goat, but I'm the gunner, bitch. I got you in the scope. Don't have a heart attack now. Somebody help your mans up. Knees weak of old days. Can the real Slim Shady please stand up? Like, bro. And he gave a third verse. Like, he was going in. Like, if you heard the little verse that Eminem came at him with, I wouldn't understand why Eminem would do this. Like, you're Eminem, one of the greatest of all time. Like, you're no, everybody's forgotten about Machine Gun Kelly, like, in all aspects of, of music, unless you're from Cleveland or you're just... I don't know what type of people listen to his music. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like, it was just a bad move for Eminem to just come at this guy. Like, you just got this guy popping again. Like, this this song is, is, is fucking hard. Like, I'm not, there is no denying, like, there's no denying this, this song. Like, for a guy that people say is not on your level lyrically, he made a song out of this and he... Pulled out all the skeletons in your closet. And that's why it's kind of weird when a guy like Eminem would come at a guy like this. When you have so much, there's so much ammo for you and you don't, you have so little to say about him. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, on the whole song, he's still acknowledging you as one of the greatest of all time. So it's like, you can come out and be like, yeah, I'm better than you. You ain't on my level yet. Yeah, he knows that. But he's still calling you out for all the shit. Like you being rich, you having all these all these things and you're still mad at the world. You reading the dictionary all day. Eminem still be wearing them, them fucking them, them visor hats with the bent, like with the with the cap bent in the front in the front. So yo, he came, he came hard, man. I definitely fucked with it, and it's like he went at Joe Budden too, like with the little two bars. You know, what I mean, accused Joe Budden of beating women, saying those are the only hits he has. Um, why would you want to do that too? Obviously, Joe's retired, but if like Joe really wanted to, it's like you're Eminem. It's like People got all the ammo for you. There's so much more for Joe Budden to say about you than you to say about him. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. Like, Joe Budden, obviously, you could come at Joe Budden for his lack of success, but he doesn't care about that. He he embodies being the underdog and being a guy that never sold hit records and stuck, and stuck, uh, stuck to the core of just rapping. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what could you really come at him with? He's been on your label. Like, there's so many ways he could approach you. But obviously, Joe Budden said he's not going to release a diss song. But I'm just, I don't know what Eminem's motive was here. Like, none of, like, none of these guys are on your level. Like, in any, like, 
any class. Maybe as far as rapping, you can put Joe Budden on that level, but as far as success and how they're looked at by their peers, it's a completely different ball game. So for him to stoop down to this level, it's just like, what attention was Eminem seeking here? You know what I'm saying? If this was just to get more sales and more traction on the album, I hear you, bro, but what Machine Gun Kelly did is like, are you really going to drop another response to Machine Gun Kelly? That's that's the part where it's like, even if you body him on the next response, he still won. You know what I mean? His name is in history with Eminem being in a rap battle. Like, But who am I to complain about white on white crime? You know what I'm saying? White on white violence. Y'all, y'all do your thing. But Machine Gun Kelly body that song. Like, There's no debate. There's no fucking debate, son. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep it real. I did not listen to the album. I don't plan to. Um, Eminem's... He's just past it for me. You know what I mean? I'm just past what he has to say. I don't ever see Eminem coming out to talk about shit that's really going to hit me. You know what I'm saying? That's going to touch me. So I'm going to leave my old, my old nigga raps for Jay and Nas and them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if we keeping it real, man, Marshall Mathers owes Machine Gun Kelly response. A nigga can't come for you with four verses. A hard-ass chorus talking about your swag and your hats. Everything he said was kind of factual, you know what I'm saying? So I don't see how Eminem can't respond. You asked for this, you know what I'm saying? If this was Drake, niggas would come at Drake and say, yo, Drake, you you, you took shots at him, so you got to respond. So Eminem's kind of on the clock, If, if you know what I mean? It's just that it's Machine Gun Kelly and it's people ain't going to really hype it up as much. But if this was Joe Budden or if this was somebody else and they responded already, he'd be on the clock. And it's just it just brings me back to the same thing of why would a legend now engage in a battle with somebody who could not even come near his throne. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I really don't know, man. But um, Machine Gun Kelly, you earn my respect with this one. I can't lie. You earn my respect. Man, how do I, how do I, I don't know where to start with this one. Uh, Young Buck. Young Buck, man, one of my childhood heroes. He was definitely, I mean, he hit the spinning chain. Just done one-on-one, you know what I mean? Shorty want to ride with me. You know Young Buck from the G unit, the Gorilla unit. Um, unfortunate situation. I, I can't even say unfortunate because I don't know the truth. I don't know what it is. Apparently, there's a video floating around. I didn't want to see the video, but I tried to see if it was an actual video to confirm if it was Young Buck. I can't find the video, and maybe this is just God's plan for me not to find it. Thank God. But... Apparently, there's a video going around on the internet of young buck, young buck getting head from a buck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, but there's a video of young young buck apparently getting head from a tranny, a transgender, in a hotel room or some shit. Um, but the video that I did see was a video of young buck like addressing the video. You know, what I mean, speaking to his followers and saying that it's not real. And that people, if if you got an issue with them, pull up, you know what I mean? Getting real defensive and getting real angry. So when I saw that video, I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? It's probably just some internet rumor that he's just trying to dead. You know what I'm saying? But academics, man, DJ Academics posted a, a video of a conversation between Young Buck and the transgender. Oh, my goodness. This... This conversation is is disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause Young Buck doesn't sound aggressive. He doesn't sound 
like he's mad. It sounds like he's pleading and trying to persuade this lady. I mean, this, 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 you know, this person to um to lie and say it wasn't him in the video. I'm gonna see if I can actually get the actual clip so you guys can hear the the conversation that transpires here. Son Young Buck is wildin', son. This nigga sounded crazy. He said bullets are flying. You know what I mean? People are gonna get hurt. Bullets is flying. <laughs> Yo, man. But the tone, his tone doesn't sound like it. Sound like a, a pleading conversation. It doesn't sound like yo. If you like, if, if it's me, I'm like yo. If you don't get this shit off, I'm suing you. I'm fucking you up. I'm doing all this shit. I'm I'm gonna. Defamation of character, like there's mad ways to go about some fake shit that that's on the internet. It really sounded like Young Buck was like, "Yo, lie for me, put out the statement, retract it." Like it was like he was pleading. And don't get me wrong, on the other hand, I could see you pleading with somebody when you want them to to fix the situation, but it's gone too far. Where we're in a we're in a time where niggas is believing this as soon as you were linked to a transgender. So his tone and his whole demeanor in that conversation tells me that there's more to this story than, than, than we know. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, I'd hate, I'd hate it for it to be Buck, but it looks like it's Buck. You know what I'm saying? He's been recorded on the phone conversation before by 50. So you even hear him saying it. Like, I don't know if you're recording this conversation, but damn, yo, damn. That that that's unfortunate, man. And if if that's what he's into, uh, it's better off Buck says into that. But for for it to go down like that, man, and him not wiling on the bitch and saying, "Yo, if you don't take this down, you're lying," and this and that, we never met. It's like it's confusing. It's like it sounds like he's really telling her to do him a favor in that conversation, man. And if that's what Young Buck's into, then hey, that's what Young Buck's into, man. But damn, that that's. That's a sad situation. Oh, that's it's like, yo, because if you're really not, I don't know, man. I really don't know how to go about this without saying some shit that people may think I'm trying to be offensive to a specific, I don't know what gender, whatever y'all call. You know what I'm saying? But that that ain't my type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And God bless Young Buck, man. Hope he finds himself out the situation. If it isn't him, hopefully he's vindicated and everything comes comes to light but if it is him man yo i hope it comes to light too man because yo you can't just be out here lying this is what you into this is what you into i can't even tell 50 to get the strap no more you know what i'm saying because fuck if you tell 50 to get the strap 
Yeah, I mean, you, you never really know if, if the nigga like the strap, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to have to just so get the facts, get the truth, you know what I'm saying? But um, damn, son. Um, Hopefully everything works out for the best, you know what I mean? If it was Young Buck getting head from a transgender and he had no problem with it, shame on you, nigga, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to ride this one out. But if it if it if it was a if it's two things if it was a tricky situation where she tricked him and he didn't know I'm kind of like doubting that because if you look at the the person's face is it's kind of manly so you would know but if it was a, a like a catfish situation man that's you, you better sue and you better put make sure niggas put the put the hands on that on that person because you can't play with a person's mind and psych- that's that's playing with my psychology my 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 psyche you know what i'm saying doing some shit like that to somebody that is that is that is rape that is rape no if ands and buts about it you know what i'm saying that is fucking disgusting but um yeah so if you into that go ahead buck you know what i mean but um that 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 shit that shit is weird uh speaking of the unit man let's 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 move on to power Whew, man, it's it's unfortunate, man. If you if you're a real listener of the show, you heard me and Swan going off about power for the this season and last. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that it had to come down to the last episodes for this show to get it together, man. But this show is fucking hard. This show is hard, man. The last couple seasons, the last two episodes of Power were fucking crazy. Um, all I can say about is the last episode is that I think. Somewhere along the line, Tommy's gonna have to kill Ghost. Tommy's gonna be the one to kill Ghost. He's just—he's a snitch. He's disloyal. He's yo. Tommy's the most loyal character on the show. You know what I'm saying? Once you do him wrong, he feels it. You can tell. Like he takes that pain and he just like—he's like he can't believe somebody he would—he would never do something to would do something to him. You know what I'm saying, and he and he 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 wears his heart on his sleeve. That's that's the phrase people say, and you could feel it just by watching the show. So, Ghost is like Ghost is gonna have to do something to Tommy. I mean, Tommy's gonna have to do something to Ghost because Ghost went behind his back once again. And don't get me wrong, Tommy's hard headed. If Ghost would have told Tommy Teresi's working with the cops, it could have turned into a, a little beef between them. They could have had an argument. They could have fought or whatever. But for Ghost. To bring it to the Italians and put Tommy in that position without even telling him, like that's some snaky shit, man. That's some snaky shit, bro. I just think Ghost, like he's a selfish ass nigga. Whatever it is to fix his situation, whoever's the casualty, however it goes down, granted he's not gonna try and put Tommy in jail or do anything to jeopardize his life. But if if he feels that yo, if Tommy should know something or anybody should know something, Tasha, Angela. And and ghosts don't see it working out with his plant. That nigga's gonna move regardless, man. And that's a person you cannot have in your circle, because that's that person's only thinking about themselves. You piling the boat to go right, and this nigga's rowing left. You know what I'm saying? So you got you got to watch them niggas in your circle like that, man. Um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. I think I think um Tommy's gonna have to kill Ghost one of these days. If Angela doesn't end up snitching on Ghost first, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that episode ended crazy. That episode ended crazy, man. Um, it was just it was just set up the way it was set up that Agent John Mock told Angela who who her CI was. She goes and relays the message to to Ghost, and bomb here we are. 
crazy, crazy episode it was, man. And if we keep it real, Teresi had a chance to kill his own son. He had a, a gun in the bag. Could have killed Tommy or could have pulled out the gun and let yo, let me out of here. I'm out. And he didn't. So that's just how it goes, man. Sometimes loyalty brings brings pain. Sometimes loyalty brings death. You know what I'm saying? But um, I got to definitely commend power. The last three episodes have come strong. So hopefully they finish the last one like that. And yeah, I don't know where the show is going to go season six, but fucking hard, man. That Those last episodes were hard. Catch up on power if you haven't watched it. Uh, Ozark, I finished that already. I can't even lie. I finished Ozark. Season two was... Um, Season two was cool. Season two was it was good. It was good. But I'm starting to see a lot of resemblance in the in, in Breaking Bad and Ozark. You know what I mean? Obviously, maybe that's just how it is in a, in a white drug dealing family where you're not supposed, well, not drug or a white criminal family where the people doing the crime are the people that you would never expect. So it's just how it goes. But just the way the wives, the two wives are becoming very similar. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember her name in, in Breaking Bad, but Wendy in, in Ozark, man, she's loving the illegal life. She's starting to really embrace moving like a criminal. You know what I mean? Like doing a whole bunch of shit, getting calling hits, getting people killed. You know what I'm saying? So the similarities are there. I didn't like how it ended. I can't lie. I didn't like how it ended. But uh, definitely a good show, a great show. The daughter, Charlotte, man, I hope she gets a bullet in her head as soon as episode one of season three starts. She is, she's a moron. She's a moron. She's a spoiled, a spoiled kid who's just stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, and hey, man, this is what all stuff stems when you don't beat your kids. I know it's a TV show, but you, when you beat your kids from young, there's a sense that they develop. You know what I mean? And, and there's sometimes a, even a fear of your parents that, you would never go against the grain to an extent. You know what I mean? You may test the grain, but you ain't going against the grain. And this that girl has lost her mind. You know what I mean? She's jeopard, almost jeopardized the whole family and their whole operation. You know what I'm saying? Just being dumb and being stupid. So if you haven't watched those, right, go tune in. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but definitely a good show. Uh, right now, as, I can't, as I'm recording... I should be watching the Bobby Brown BT special. You know what I mean? It's, I'm going to watch it in its entirety with no commercials. So I guess it's actually cool that I'm recording it right now. But that's going to be dope. If you ever, if you haven't read Bobby Brown's book, Every Little Step I Take, I suggest you read it. Very dope book, man. It's, I didn't know how Boston was. You know what I'm saying? So I always thought of Boston as like an Irish town and a place for just, you know, white people and the Irish. But definitely Orchard Park, where they're from, you know what I mean? There's, it's, there's hoods out there There's niggas out there So The book was definitely dope And I know the movie's gonna be even I don't know if the movie can be as good as the book Because it's on BT It's on cable So there's only a certain amount of things you can show And probably sh- there ain't gonna be no nudity You know what I mean Bobby Brown was a wild boy back in the day So There's probably a lot of shit that you won't be able to show But Still it's gonna be entertaining Because he, he lived a, a wild life you know what I mean? And he's actually telling it. It's always dope when somebody can tell their own story. Oh, I'm definitely going to tune into that um, when I get the chance. But there's something I want to speak about. Well, I'm, everybody's talking about this right now, man, because uh, I don't want to say just white people, ignorant people around the whole world, but specifically America, are being very stupid online. You know what I mean? Um, doing things that are just dumb stupid and irrational 
Um, I, I know a lot of people have been seeing the Just Burn It campaign in response to Nike's Just Do It campaign on their 30th anniversary of the slogan. If you go on Twitter right now, you hashtag Just Burn It, you're going to see a whole bunch of people, white people that are racist or just ignorant and just... I don't I don't know what to describe these people as, but they're pretty stupid. Um Nike's doing their thirtieth anniversary for the Just Do It um slogan, which is probably one of the most famous slogans out there. As I'm thinking about it, I, I, I can't remember any slogans that really come off the top of my head. I'm loving it, which is the McDonald's slogan, ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. Um just do it. Uh what are the other slogans out there? Uh Damn, nine six seven eleven eleven pizza pizza. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, but I I say just do it is is right at the top of the line. Um, Nike decided to do something. I, I don't know how to feel about this, you know what I'm saying. I'm always skeptical skeptical of corporations and companies, you know what I'm saying, when they decide to do things that benefit that look like they're taking a stand, but I know that there's a big benefit at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying, so. I'm a little wishy-washy with this, but then again, it's as long as they can be getting their benefit, um, their monetary gain, but the message is still getting spread. So it's kind of like either way, I'm gonna ride with it. But Nike um took a stand. They decided to come out and support Colin Kaepernick, who we all know has been going through some of the most. Uh, he's going through a lot of prejudice and. We could even say collusion because his case is going to court right now. Um, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, man, he decided to take a knee um, and protest in the NFL during the national anthem when he he decided to take a stand for all the police brutality that was going on in America. He spoke to a Navy, Army or Navy person and said, what's the most peaceful way for me to protest without causing a problem and without disrespecting the flag and the person he spoke to who fought for the country was in a war and put his life on the line for america told him the most peaceful protest is to kneel during the anthem and that's what colin kaepernick decided to do he decided to kneel and from there he lost his job when his contract was up uh he wasn't teams weren't reaching out to sign him as much as you know, they, a lot of teams try to make up lies and say they, they tried to give him offers, but he just wasn't qualified when they were fielding players that were not even up, up to his caliber. So he's been going through this, this um, what, what do you call this, exile. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to compare it to Muhammad Ali, but it, it's kind of like when Muhammad Ali wasn't boxing because he wouldn't go to fight the Vietnam. And he said, no Viet Cong ever called me nigga. You know what I'm saying? And America, white America, especially in that time, was looking at him crazy. Like, is you crazy? Like, you're living in this country. You're the heavyweight champion. You, you're reaping the fruits of all these benefits of the country, and you're not going to go fight, and you're talking about our opponent like that. So it's exile because Muhammad Ali wasn't, wasn't able to fight for five years while fighting this case. And Colin Kaepernick is not able to play football, and this is all he knows. You know what I'm saying? This is how he's been feeding his family and feeding himself for a long time. So... He's on exile right now, and it's looking like finally the end of the tunnel, like there's light at the end of the tunnel when they say that saying. You know I mean, he's been doing the good fight. You know, people have joined. Some have dropped out. You know what I mean? Um, the NFL players, some players have protested. Some, some have said they don't agree with what he's doing. 
You know what I mean? It's been up and down, but I really feel like now we're getting to the point where people are starting to feel him and recognize him and him staying down for so long and probably not giving up and not doing anything crazy and coming out and saying like, oh, fuck these white people. Or He's just been humble. You know what I mean? He's been taking his lumps and just striving to keep pushing forward. And I think it finally he's getting to where he needs to get to. So with all that being said, um, Nike did their 30th, 30th anniversary for Just Do It, and they decided to put Colin Kaepernick up as one of the the representatives of, of the slogan. He's been signed to Nike from his whole NFL career and everything, but now it's like he actually has something to speak for. He hasn't been playing football in a while, so they decided to endorse him with this. And it, it was actually really dope because it's like it's just one message, and it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And that is everything that Colin stands for. Like, that's what he did. He sacrificed everything, which is playing in the NFL, which is some people's dreams all over the world. Like, we live in Canada. I live in Canada where we have the CFL, and a lot of the people in the CFL are people that dreamed of getting into the NFL. And, you know what I mean, things just didn't pan out the way they would. So you could probably imagine the guys. We all know those guys, the sports guys, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, soccer, that would give up anything. You know what I mean? Just to be a professional and do it, you know what I mean, on that level. So for him to have that, have reached a, um, a Super Bowl finals, he, he had some things on his belt, you know what I'm saying? And having to lose all that for the fight of people that he never even knew, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot, man, and it takes a lot of courage, and it's a big stand for him. So now Nike's got behind him with that, with this phrase that says, believe in something even for me and sacrificing everything. And people are not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Um, white America or just patriotic America, ignorant America, they're they're going in on Nike and they're doing the Just Burn It campaign because they don't understand why Nike is supporting somebody like this who's disrespecting the country of America, even though he's explained why he's doing this protest and how it's going on. So... It's gotten crazy out there, man. If you if you're somebody who follows the stock market, Nike stock's gone down three percent. People are burning shoes while on their feet. There's a guy who's in the hospital right now who lit his shoes on fire. But I say all that to say this, in the words of Tax Stone, free tax. Um, Nike knows they're gonna make money off of this. You know what I'm saying? Like this is become everybody talking about Nike today. You don't really hear people saying Colin Kaepernick's name today. And I'm not saying he's going to just disappear off of this. But all I hear on the news is about Nike going down a percentage of stock at 3%. Uh, Nike, shout out to Nike for stepping up. You know what I mean? Nike to be in the guys to get behind us. And I'm actually happy they did get behind us because at the end of the day, you need white people to fight your battles with you when you need corporations, you need money. And uh, a billion dollar corporation like Nike and Phil Knight is is a good ally to have in your, in your corner, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, Nike's a business, you know what I'm saying? The bottom line is the dollar, you know what I mean? They don't care who, where, what color it's coming from, what country it's coming from, the minority religion or whatever. Is that money green? You know what I'm saying? Can it be taken to the bank? Is it currency? And that's just what it really boils down to. And Nike's home, the 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 premier athletes on Nike, majority of them are black. 
You know what I'm saying? LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Serena Williams. Like, it's just simple business. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there, there's, there's, there are negatives that are going to come and backlash that will come from this decision of supporting uh, somebody like Colin Kaepernick, who people may not understand that the issue is bigger than football. People are looking at it as patriotism and, you know, I mean, he's unpatriotic and he's disrespecting the country and the flag and their ancestors that have fought for this country and all that. So there's definitely negative backlash for that. But Nike's looking at it like, if I've been endorsing all these black people who've been speaking their mind and have different opinions from majority of what the main country of America is, they're like, the people that are buying these products don't think like the racist people. You know what I mean? They ain't, they're not... Back in thinking like this is 1940s, 1950s. Nike knows, like, all right, if I'm if I'm Le- LeBron James is our most marketed athlete and um the, the athlete that we've made the most money off of, or Michael Jordan, whoever it is, and he's black, chances are the people that are buying the shit don't hate black people. So they're probably looking at it like, okay, we we may lose a little bit of the business from the people that are racist and the people that I think that we're fucking up right now, but we're only going to make our support from the black stronger. We're only going to make the people that, that, that were supporting us before go harder for us. You know what I'm saying? Because now, end of the day, no other company, no other brand stood beside Colin Kaepernick or this issue. You know what I'm saying? Nobody did. He's been going up against the NFL and a lot more people, and the President Trump, and all these other people, and nobody decided to to ride with him, you know what I mean, it's been like two years, maybe two and a half, and nobody decided to ride with him, so Nike's just like, fuck it, let's ride, because end of the day, it's going to make people like me, or other black people be like, yo, I'm fucking with Nike even harder, Nike fucks with us, you know what I mean, so it's going to make you say, all right, What's Adidas saying? Adidas ain't fuck with us. I'm sticking with Nike even more now. So it it just brings the minorities together and even creates a a stronger relationship between the minorities and Nike. You know what I'm saying? So that's why where it kind of it kind of bothers them. It's like, does Phil Knight really care about what Kaepernick's going through, or is it something he sees as a way to monetize and gain? You know what I mean? And also have this is free press. Like you took on Kaepernick's issue, but you're being talked about in places that you would never be talked about now. You know what I'm saying? People are going to be looking at Nike as that brand. And, oh, look at Nike. Nike stands up for their their, their athletes. Nike stands up for injustice. And if, if Nike's really standing up for an injustice and they're really behind Kaepernick, kudos to them 100%. Salute to them. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, I'm still riding with Nike because they didn't have to come out. You know what I'm saying? They're, they weren't a racist company in the first place. But it's just more of those where it's like, are you really down? Like, are you really down for the cause? You know what I'm saying? Or is it just, all right, this works. You know what I mean? We've calculated, is the risk worth the reward? And, I, and, and I'm for sure they know that the risk is worth the reward. They're like, yeah, we, all we got to do is put up a, a slogan from Colin Kaepernick and say five words. And we can get all this press. And make people, yeah, you lost 3% in stock, but I guarantee you minorities are going to be buying a lot more. You know what I mean? Our spending power is already, you know what I mean? They say black spending power is, is, is worth, I can't remember how many billion or trillion dollars. So it's a smart move on Nike's part, but I, you also got to give Nike credit too because at the end of the day, it could have been Adidas. 
even though Colin's a, a, a Nike guy, Adidas could have just randomly said, you know what, we're going to stand behind Colin. Any brand could have done that. Any company could have done that, and they didn't. So you got to give credit to Nike where credit's due. You know what I mean? I just truly hope they actually care about the issue. You know what I'm saying? But kudos to Colin Kaepernick in this fight, man, because it's he's getting a lot more attention than he was getting before. You can see it. Like, it's changing. Like, the way people feel about him, the way he's being spoke about, before, you're not even hearing him be vilified no more. Players in the NFL... The NFL tried to change the rules and say um, you're going to have to stand or you get fined or whatever. And the Players Union, the Players Association is strong now. They said, nah, that ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? And even today, the NFL released a statement saying the social justices, it, the social justice issues that Colin, Colin and other professional athletes raised deserve our attention and action. The National Football League believes in dialogue, understanding, and unity. We embrace the role and responsibility of everyone involved with this game to promote meaningful, positive changes in our community. Jocelyn Moore, the NFL Executive Vice President of Communication and Public Affairs, said. So that was never their model. You know what I'm saying? That was never their their vibe. They didn't give a fuck. It's play ball. Um, put your hand on your heart and salute that national anthem. Like that was that was always the NFL's mo. So when they've changed their their actions, it's because of Kaepernick. You know what I'm saying? It's because people are there's there's more attention, there's more awareness about what's going on, and people are really people are saying fuck the NFL. Like it's it's nothing new. Like black people are saying this, and our entertainers have that much influence. You know what I'm saying? Our entertainers have that much power. And they can stop you from, they can really boycott and really hurt your pockets. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I really hope to see some some good come out of this. You know what I'm saying? I hope it's just not, all right, the 30th anniversary campaign. Because Nike did come out and say that Colin Kaepernick's not getting a signature sneaker, which would have made, which would have made a more, even more powerful statement. You know what I'm saying? But either way, I'm still giving it the, the thumbs up to Nike. You know what I mean, if you can make money and still make a change at the same time, who am I? To complain, you know what I'm saying? But I truly hope that this Nike getting behind Kaepernick helps more people get behind him, you know what I'm saying? Because his collusion case with the NFL is actually going to court right now, and which means that he actually has a case. They had a chance to throw it out, and the, the Supreme Judge said, nah, there's something going on here. So I really would love for Kaepernick to get justice. I would love for NFL owners to have to go put the, um, have, make a sworn statement and go on, go on their oath. And, and and tell her the truth, you know what I'm saying? And you know, there's always gonna be that those couple people that that can't take the heat, and they gonna they gonna give it up real quick. They gonna snitch, and they gonna say, "Yo, I got a call from so and so saying not to sign that boy," and he could take the NFL for millions, millions, and it it, it, it he'll become a martyr. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, it comes out like that. But you know what I mean? It would it would really wrong a lot of it would right a lot of wrongs going on in the league because. From once you take it out like that and the jig is up, people are not going to want to play in the dark no more. They're going to want to bring everything to light and nobody's going to want to take those type of chances. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Colin Kaepernick, man. It, it, it takes a lot to to turn down money, to to be vilified. You know what I mean? To go from being a guy that everybody loved to now being public enemy number one. Like You got to have tough skin. You got to be mentally strong and... You know what I mean, he's he's up for the fight. So shout out to the good brother Colin Kaepernick, man. This this just always, man. Whenever I talk about Nike and I talk about um, social justice, it just always brings me back to one guy. And I hate to, 
You know what I mean? To bring it back to Michael Jordan, but if if he was about speaking up for other people and all the injustices in the world, like Michael Jordan is Nike's cash cow. Like that is their baby. You know what I'm saying? He's the Kim Kardashian of the family. You know what I'm saying? They would do whatever Michael Jordan says. You know what I'm saying? Especially in his heyday. So it just shows you, man, like if 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 you have somebody like that behind you, look how like Serena Williams was going through her criticism recently. Nike Nike showed up, made up a banner, uh, made up a nice video. You know what I mean? It, it it really shows the people whose side they're on, and they're on the side of their whoever they're they're endorsing. You know what I'm saying? They, you see them when it comes to LeBron James, they're right there, they have his back. So when you just think about all the things that are going on, and you think about Michael Jordan as to be one of the most influential men in the world. I just wish wish his agenda was different. You know what I'm saying? There is, if he was a, a honorable man and a person that like that that would make sacrifices for for the greater good, I still think I think that would help his pockets even more. Like what Nike's doing right now by getting Colin Kaepernick on this ad. I mean, on the 30th anniversary and and, and having it everywhere, it's going to make them more money. It's going to make them more appealing to people. You know what I'm saying? And it just never, it never sat well with me that a guy like Michael Jordan could have all that power, influence, and success, and not look down and be like, "Damn, I'm all the way up here, and it's only me, and a couple of other of us up here, and I should be trying to pull everybody else up." You know what I'm saying? And that's the stuff that really doesn't sit well with me, man. But um, I truly hope that some good come out of this, man. All the people burning your Nikes, man. Stop burning your Nikes, wasting money, man. Go donate that to Goodwill. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's there's a lot of things you could do. Send those to Africa. Send us to, to poor countries in Russia or whatever, like poor places in Russia if you don't want to send it to the black kids in Africa. You know what I'm saying? There's the, Burning your stuff after you worked hard for it is one of the most stupidest things you could ever see. It's just like the guys that was burning jerseys from LeBron James. Like, you really just burn it campaign. Like, niggas disgust me. Imagine selling your stocks when Nike's up in stock. You know what I'm saying? You're going to sell something that you could make a lot more money off it, but you're just going to sell it because they decided to put a guy with an afro on one of their ads. It's just not, it's just not even, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. You know what I'm saying? You're going to take a loss on some stock now. Come on, man. Uh, Man, that's just that's the world we live in today, man. We we got these racist people all over the place, man, and they don't know how to act when they see the world changing and other people accepting these changes, man. But just type in um just burn it, man. You'll see some funny stuff to laugh at, man. People literally on fire and burning themselves. You know what I mean? While wearing Nike clothing. Idiots. Nothing but idiots, man. But I truly, do, I truly hope um, Colin Kaepernick gets his justice and his day to to just be an uh, an American citizen with the rights that everybody else has, and to work and to be in the NFL and play football just like everybody else should. You know what I'm saying? So justice will be served, man. Inshallah, God, God willing. You feel me? Um, this is one of the weirdest stories I've seen online in a minute, and it's it's it's, it's actually sad because. I understand why people are feeling the way they feel, but it's man, we we gotta have more compassions as human beings, man. Because um, this is how you drive people to suicide. Uh, former Cosby Show actor named Jeffrey Owens says he quit his New Jersey job at Trader Joe's after devastating job shaming. 
Um, former actor from the Cosby Show, Jeffrey Owens. Um, I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but he was working at Trader Joe's uh, grocery store in New Jersey, and people spotted him. I guess you know people like, oh yo, that's the dude from the Cosby Show, and then they took a picture and put him online, and from there he just went viral, and you know, and people just started like. Yo, damn, he fell off. Why is he working at a grocery store? You know what I mean? Just analyzing his life. You know what I'm saying? And just from there, just yo, that that that's that hurts. You think he'd want to be working at a grocery store if he could be working on a TV show or something like that? But it's just sad, man. So social media got a hold of it, and a lot of people were just shaming him and saying, "Yo, damn, that's disgusting. How'd you blow through all that money?" Blah blah blah. But he he came out on top in this situation because he, he said he, he found a lot of positive messages um, from people online and even Tyler Perry offered him a job. I just think that's, I think that's wrong, you know what I'm saying? Because people got to understand, like, the Cosby Show was 30 years ago, you know what I'm saying? If that, maybe even more. No, I'd say 30 years. Uh, and that could, like it's not like he's fucking Bill Cosby or Malcolm Jamal Warner or Rudy Hustable. I mean, like I don't know Rudy Hustable's real name, but Keisha Knight Pullum, like he was Raven Simone. He he was never you know what I mean. Uh, Felicia Rashad, she he was not the main guy. You know what I'm saying? Like people get gigs and, and that's just what it is. So he's trying to feed his family. Yeah, it's a grocery store job. You know what I mean? He's he's been. Around some of the richest people, being around Bill Cosby, doing all that, being on NBC. He's seen things in life. But for him to work at Trader Joe's, it just means that's where life brought him. And he, I got to give him credit because he's, oh, it takes a lot to get a job after, you know what I mean, doing something like that on TV and people recognizing you. It's an ego check. You know what I'm saying? It's an ego check. You see a lot of people that, that do that now. You'll see NBA players and former players and former sports players that, you know, had the one-year contract, two-year contracts, and just injuries derailed their careers. And, you know, they're at home. They go back to selling drugs and they end up in jail. You just see a lot of these cases, man. So I, I, I commend him for having a job, you know what I'm saying, and trying to take care of himself and his family, you know what I mean? But it's unfortunate that he had to go through all that criticism for all for him to get to the light and the tunnel, too. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I always tell this story. I remember back when I used to take the bus, I was probably like 17, and I just moved back to Brampton. And I was on the bus, and I seen Dangerous from Get Rich or Die Trying. You know, if you remember the, the Get Rich or Die Trying, the guy that, the light-skinned guy that they tried to make him jaw rule, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was supposed to be that guy. You know what I'm talking about. If you watch Get Rich or Die Trying, the 50 Cent movie, um, it was shot in Toronto and everything, so... You know what I mean? I'm on the bus and I see this guy and nobody recognized it, but I'm like, yo, I just had to ask him. I'm like, yo, are you dangerous? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and I was just a young kid at the time and just naive. And I'm just like, why are you on the bus? Blah, blah, blah. And he just kicked it to me. He was like, yo, I got 50000 for that movie. You know what I'm saying? That was a long time ago. You know what I mean? That movie was shot in 2003. This is when I saw him was probably 2009. You know what I'm saying? And he was on the bus and he... That his acting career was done. That was that. You know what I mean? So you got people got to understand that, yo. Like, if you're not a superstar, you ain't. And one paycheck ain't gonna sustain you for life. You know what I'm saying? You have to. If 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 you're doing some acting or some big entertainment shit, especially when you when you've made that type of money and you got that type of paycheck, you're expecting another one. Chances are you're gonna spend like another one's coming. 
You know what I'm saying? And when it doesn't come, you got to get back to real life. You can sit there and think that, all right, I might get a new gig or I'm going to wait or I'm not going to do another job if it's not worth 50000 and more. You're going to end up hungry and homeless and broke. You know what I'm saying? So I commend Jeffrey Owens, man, for getting a job and having enough courage and, and, and pride to put the pride aside and get a job at Trader Joe's. You know what I mean? Not everybody can do that. So it was kind of unfortunate for him to have to be ridiculed on the internet for that. You know what I'm saying? Because the other guy I'm going to talk about right now, Orlando Brown from That's So Raven, 3J from Family Matters, like his trajectory as a kid, I would have thought he would have been in more movies. You know what I mean? He would have been doing his thing right now or at least be sustainable you know what i'm saying he would have a here and here and there roles that would keep him all right but he just got arrested he we've been seeing him get locked up a lot of recently he's being tasered being on drugs acting crazy but it's unfortunate you know what i mean i just saw a video of orlando brown inside a restaurant in las vegas this guy he's in the kitchen and then he's walks into the kitchen and he gets like a um a rag and then he puts the rag over the camera and then the camera cuts out and then you I just read the article about him being locked up for robbing his friend try to rob his friend's restaurant in Vegas you know what I'm saying and that could all just be from him not wanting to get a job you know what I mean a job to take care of himself alright things ain't going well for me I ain't had a gig in, a, in years I'm looking crazy out here how do I sustain myself you know what I'm saying and not everybody has that discipline not everybody can go back to to the bottom, you know what I'm saying? You always hear is it is it is it easier to have it and lose it or to lose to never have it at all, you know what I'm saying? Cuz when you know what it's like to have something and now you got to go back and look up, keep looking up at the people who still got it, it it's troubling, you know what I'm saying? So to see Orlando Brown going through that, man, and then you see Jeffrey Owens, hey, yo, he, he, oh, get a job, man, and, and there's nothing wrong with being responsible and trying to and trying to take care of yourself, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't let the public guilt us into thinking that, yo, if you ain't doing what you did before, then you ain't good enough, you know what I'm saying? So, yo, you got to sometimes you just got to get a job, sometimes you got to humble yourself and sometimes you got to do the right thing. That's just all it is, man. So, society we got to do better, man. But I I hope the good brother Jeffrey Owens after quitting his job at Trader Joe's, I hope he gets some gigs, you know what I mean? Tyler Perry did message him and say, yo, I got some work for you, and you know what I mean? Anybody who, who can work in between gigs is, is, a, is a true artist, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to him. And I just hope as society and as, a, as people we change, you know what I mean? Because that, that, that's hurtful. Like that type of shit can commit, a person that's not so strong could commit suicide off that. Like that's like for him to be ridiculed on the internet for having a job. Like the nigga's probably like fifty something, trying to feed himself. It's crazy because it can make you start to wonder like, yo, what's my worth? Why are they looking at me like that? You know what I'm saying? So unfortunate, man. Unfortunate, but hey, it, it turned out better for him. A lot of people are hitting him up, and and I hope it it it, it turns into an opportunity for the good brother Jeffrey Owens, man. Um. Before I get out of here, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a hater. You know what I'm saying? Nicki Minaj has done something good, and I'm gonna give her credit. Um, I remember back, I don't remember when it was, but those couple months back, maybe a year ago, how Nicki was just randomly messaging people and paying for, telling them she was gonna pay for their tuition if they sent her letters and blah blah blah. If they sent her letters of them in school and and their tuition bill. She's actually made good on her promises. Nicki Minaj is responsible for paying off 37 college tuitions. So 
I'm gonna give her her credit, man. She could just be humble and do good things to people. You don't gotta be snapping. You know what I mean? Getting at mad people, letting your anger get get the best of you because you're not doing number one. Just keep giving back. You know what I mean? Be the be the, the queen Barbie that every all your barbs think you are, and that's it. Like worry about who worries about you. You don't gotta worry about the people that don't care about you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna give her credit and shout out to her for that. That's dope. Um, she also let her titties out at Made in America. Quote unquote by mistake, you know what I'm saying? But come on, you ain't gonna, you could never have wore that outfit and not knowing them titties wasn't gonna come out and without rehearsing and all that. She knew it was coming out, but hey, they looked nice. They looked nice. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to you, Nikki. Um, she also brought out Takashi. They performed Fifi for the first time, man. I don't care what nobody says. Takashi's the hottest in the game. Besides Drake, you can't fuck with Takashi. Like, there's actually footage of people hearing that Takashi 69 was on the stage at Made in America, and you see a crowd of people running towards the stage to see this kid perform, man. He just dropped his re- his Latin record called Baby, whatever, BB. I don't know how you say that shit in Spanish, bebe. Um, honestly, I, I don't really know what they're saying, but it's at 40 million views on YouTube. The kid, is a, he's a walking... Multi-million views Whatever Listens Whatever you want to gauge it However it is And that's a talent man To have people want to tune in And and actually When they tune in Have Make them stay there You know what I'm saying The kid got it man So I don't know Why everybody's on him Saying I know why everybody's on him He talks a lot of shit He's disrespectful But you, He's here man I don't think Takashi's going anywhere I'm gonna keep it on it um, He's going at it with Ebro right now From Hot 97 I, I don't know what the beef's about, man. I guess this is stemmed from a long time ago. Ebro was taking shots, but that's when New York was in alliance, when Casanova and Takashi were beefing, and Takashi was beefing mad niggas, but he's cool with the whole of New York right now at this particular point, so Ebro's just catching this by himself, man. He got real disrespectful telling Ebro to... He said, Ebro, suck my dick with your mother's lips, and Ebro made like a video talking about how his mother's dead, and he Takashi said, yeah, she... Put my dick in the grave and make a sucker from there. Like he, he getting real disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? But he's just a guy. You, you just stay off his radar. You're not gonna win because you're not gonna be able to touch him, and you're not gonna out out hot him and out troll him. So you gotta just stay out Takashi's Takashi's way, man. You know what I mean? You just stay out Takashi's way because I don't I don't see anybody beating him in any of these tactics he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I think that's 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 about it. Um. Go watch the the Breakfast Club interview with Davido, man. Dope interview, man. It made me want to go back to Nigeria for real, man. Because I always tell people, there's a side of Nigeria that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a beautiful country. It's so corrupt. Don't get me wrong. Corruption throughout the the country. But it's just it's just a it's just a place of opportunity, man. So many people have made it and turned their lives around. For those that don't know, Davido's dad. Is a doctor who's a billionaire, one of the richest guys in in Nigeria, one of the most famous guys, like not famous as far as like off entertainment, but like respected. You know what I'm saying? He walks into the room with all the senior advocates in Nigeria, all the presidents, all those guys, they respect him. You know what I'm saying? And Davido made his own way, you know what I'm saying, by doing music. And he went through that journey of any Nigerian kid. I I should say any African kid, majority of African kids, because you know, like education is the most important thing to a um, majority of African families, you know what I'm saying? And he had to go through the battles with his dad to 
to allow him to do music. Anything that's not your education is looked upon as haram and and evil and just all, you know what I mean? Just it's just abomination, you know what I'm saying? But it's a dope interview, y'all take it in, man. Um really made me want to just go back to Nigeria for a little bit and just connect with the people out there, to be honest, man. Beautiful people, my people. You know what I'm saying? But um yeah, y'all go listen to that interview. Um, yeah, just about sacrifices and, and it just shows you you can take your own path and be your own man, man. So y'all go check that out. And I think that's it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's all I got. Uh if you're listening, you made it this far, man. I appreciate you. Um, hit the like button, subscribe, comment, all that, share with a friend, tweet me at it's too real pod, email me at it's too real the podcast at gmail.com. I appreciate you for listening. God bless. You already know.